Hello and welcome back to Mojo for the Modern Man. This is your host, Ken Mossman, and I'm excited about this particular episode. Not that I'm not excited about all of them, but there's something about this one that just lights my fire here. Uh, This is the second half of my conversation with Phil Askew. In this half of the conversation, we plunge into creativity, into emotions, into working with men, into the vulnerability and gifts of pursuing and putting one's self and one's work out into the world. There is so much more good stuff I could say about this, but I am going to let, as one should, the conversation speak for itself. And just a quick reminder, if you have not yet, please do subscribe to Mojo for the Modern Man on your favorite podcasting service. And with that, let's get into it. Enjoy. In in the work that I do, and I imagine that you run into this as well, I think particularly particularly in terms of working, I know it's not limited to men, but I think in particularly in terms of working with men, hmm. oftentimes there's this, this sense that, oh, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to do that thing, I need some sort of special permission. You know, I need a hall pass in order to, in order to start to move in the direction of, 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 of my own creative expression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and actually you mentioned this, you know, some, when you were reflecting on, on your, your, your mother's experience, actually. So I think, I think she wished that she could have, you know, a little bit more of X, Y, Z. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, and to those that may be listening and thinking about, wow, you know, yeah, I'd like one of those hall passes. Mm-hmm. Where would you, where would you point that person to find their hall pass? Mm. Well, I think there's, there's multiple kind of approaches to that as sometimes I think it finds us, it discovers us after a few years of, following an avenue which is not necessarily the one you want to pursue and often that's a man thing right that's a guy thing like i'm working in banking because that's what i was told to do i'm working with numbers because it's logical and there's a there's a there's a i can move box a to box b and i know that i've achieved something that's success you know it's measurable there's a lot i'm shaking my head in in, 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 in violent agreement big time yeah yeah Yeah, it's nearly coming off its hinges yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so and that wasn't necessarily me. It was interesting. I, I, I think you're you're quite right to point to my mum there. She kind of celebrated the that sort of feminine energy in me as well. And you know, we'll try that, play with this, experience this, experiment with that. And it was a very kind of um, water like, you know, very feminine energy, spacious. Listen, you know, what do you feel? Cry if you need to cry. So it's, it's okay. There was a lot of permission for that. Mm. And I, I suppose for me, that then allowed me to feel more into what was wanting to surface within myself and to say yes to it more readily because I'd been given permission to allow that to surface. My own kind of rendition of that is that. And I think a lot of, I don't just work with men, but when I do work with guys, what I do notice they come to me around is permission. It's like, can you help me find the permission? I have this yearning to do this thing in my life. I've tried that avenue. It was awful and I'm burnt out. I'm overwhelmed. But 
I sense that you're doing things which are diverse and creative in the world and you inspire me and I want to, can you show me how to do that in my own way? Yeah. And I, of course, come alive and go, wow, okay, yeah, of course I can. And I didn't realize it was as difficult to instigate as you're making it out. And it is for a lot of guys, as I'm sure you're aware. It is incredibly difficult because it involves um, no logical conclusion necessarily. Let's imagine if it's art or, or a creative endeavor or or being like an entrepreneur. There is no, um, which I work with a lot, you know, there is no kind of plan that is going to be guaranteed. It's just not, you know, you have to be innovative. You have to be creative. You have to be willing to um, listen to your intuition, to follow your nose. Um, where are you being called? And it's not necessarily about who's telling you to do what. It's about what are you feeling and how are you surfacing that? How are you honoring that within yourself? Um, well, I, I think there's, say, the, there's yeah. the perception <clears throat> that, you know, in in the entrepreneurial or business sense, we could we could say, well, you know, on paper there's really there really is something at stake, whether it's an investment, uh, the family savings, the mm. the X Y Z one's reputation, perhaps. I mean, there's, there one could argue that there's something at stake, which um, which often isn't as big as the ego wants to make it out to be. I'll use that language. Mm. Mm. You know, it's 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 pretty rare that the the entrepreneurial spirit is going to, in fact, lead you to living in a box. You know? Exactly. Does it happen from time to time? Yes, and mm -hmm. no. That's that's more the exception than the rule. Yeah. A and yet, there's something about the. Uh, I'm going to go back to the creative piece because mm -hmm. of course, creating one's business is it, 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 you know, you and I both know this from an entrepreneurial standpoint. It is, it is a different kind of creative act. Nonetheless, it's a creative act, creative generative act. Um, but there's something about, oftentimes there's something about the, the, uh, uh, you know, putting a stake in the ground around one's creative expression in a more, what would be considered more a quote unquote artistic way that, that can feel more dangerous, mm. you know, more threatening than the idea of, of living in that box. You know, the, you know, essentially it's, what are we doing here? And in some way, shape or form, we might be, we're putting our soul out there to either be heard. If you're a singer or a songwriter, if you're a, you know, or to be seen, if you're a visual artist or to be read, if you're an author, etc. It's a different, mm -hmm. it's a different animal completely of course not. yeah yeah because, yeah i love what you're saying there and i think uh what i was saying is artistry and that complete stepping into that yearning which exists without knowing where it's going to go or end up takes huge courage like to be an entrepreneur takes huge courage as well but there are moving parts to it it's it's not entirely new territory you know, it's like if I want to create a startup and I'm, I have a product that I want to sell, there are people who have trod that path before so I can listen in and I can get help off YouTube and mentors and all sorts of things. So I love that sort of celebration of creating new and birthing new, but the real bravery is coming from that place of 
I just need to pursue this thing, which is totally illogical. But I sense that if I don't pursue it and I die, that'd be the biggest regret I'll ever have, you know? Um, and that takes huge bravery, but it also, because I suppose it also takes huge vulnerability as well, because the vulnerability is putting it out into public because that's how we birth something. And we don't necessarily share it, but it's, it's largely a lot better if we share our art or creations, I think. Um, but it's kind of, um, it's hugely, yeah, it's, it's hugely vulnerable to do that. And I think guys are getting better with vulnerability. Like we're normalizing in this country, particularly, I think we're really normalizing mental health as a phrase. It's like, oh, we all have mental health. It's, it doesn't mean we're all mad or, you know, crazy. It just means we have mental health and it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to talk about rug, rugby players who are, who are feeling burnt out and overwhelmed and they had breakdowns. It's all right. There's a lot more of that happening now. Um, so there's a normalizing which is happening for, well, actually, I'm not okay. And do you know what I really want to do is grab the paints and do, you know, this huge acrylic painting in the shed and I'm going to do it, <laughs> you know? So it really excites me when people come to me and they want, they want to give birth to something like that. Not even necessarily creatively painting a something or being an artist, but daring to say yes to that yearning, which has always been with them that they've harbored waiting for permission from someone, you know? Yeah. Hence the hall pass. Yeah, I didn't know if that was answering your question or not, but I was trying to. No, I was, I, you I was did. Circling that, around. That was, a, that was a beautiful job of answering the question, and it, you know, there's so much that mm. there's so much that it speaks to, and I love that piece about, you know, particularly the piece about 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 permission. It's mm. a it's a funny thing because in my in, in in and I'll share this in my world anyway. Oftentimes, those creative longings they strike me as either a, you know, it, 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 it's got the it's got all the makings of, for lack of a better way of putting it, a spiritual longing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's something that my soul, my spirit is hungry for this yeah. thing that, that, that wants to be channeled through me. And by the way, I've gotten really good at denying it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, that, that's what I have to practice yeah. with. I practice with saying no to it. So, so to, ah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So to begin to look for, different practices mm. that will have one say yes to it. It's like, ah, you know, now, you know, now, now we're into the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Not that the other stuff is bad, but now we're into, yeah. you know, this is where the rubber meets the road in so many ways. This is where um, for many, the, you know, the, 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 the doorway to a different kind of fulfillment begins to open up. Yeah. Just a quick break here. This is, as I said, some pretty good stuff. And let's get back to it soon. Just a quick reminder, if you have not yet, please do subscribe to Mojo for the Modern Man on your favorite podcasting service. Off we go. That kind of leads me on to the hybrid or the synergy, I suppose, of where I am now with my photography yeah. and my coaching. And go there, man. Yeah. Um, I suppose I was, because I, I decided a, a few years back when I, I was just doing photography and I thought, right, and I'm a trained coach and I've been a practicing coaching now 13 years or so now. So I was doing that and I, I realized I came across a Japanese model called the Ikigai, uh -huh. which is really, yeah, you know, the Ikigai, amazing. Yes. Yes. One of the huge quadrants and components of it is what do you love 
And when I did this exercise, because I was, I was delivering it in a course and I was like, have I actually done this with myself before I deliver it? <laughs> so I better, I better practice this talk before I deliver just so I can say, yeah, at least I gave it a road test, you know? And one of these quadrants where I had to answer myself, which was, what do you love? They got this huge piece of paper and I was writing these things down and and I was like, because the Ikigai, for those who haven't experienced it, is kind of this mo- reason for being, model for living. It's like uh, putting your your purpose out into the world from a place of, this is the work that I'm doing. This is what, this is my endeavor. Um, this is my vocation. And so when I when I looked at what do I love, there was huge chunks, swaths of it, which were all around filmmaking and photography. And none of mm. that was in in my coaching. None of it. And what I recognized was my coaching was great and it fed a certain aspect of who I was, but it was starting to dry up. It was becoming formulaic. I was becoming formulaic. My clients were, I could do it with my eyes closed. You know how that is? It's just like, yeah, I've I've spoke this language for years. I can just go blah, 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 blah. Thank you. You know, and I didn't want it to be on autopilot at all. I knew that I'm, I'm worth more than that. My clients are worth more than that. They were very happy, it seemed, with what was happening, but I knew that I could bring more, and it, it meant approaching things from a different angle and creating something. So I kind of pulled back from pure classical vanilla coaching, as it were, and I thought, what's needed in the world that involves coaching, involves offering up new avenues of perception and exploration and inquiry, but it also requires a visual aspect as well. you know. And it's like, well, what I'm noticing is these change makers, these conscious entrepreneurs have a yearning or an idea but they're almost afraid of getting visible with it they're afraid of telling their own story well one they don't know their own story because it has so many facets and avenues and two they've never had the opportunity to sit down and have someone facilitate the exploration of their own unique hero's journey and so i started to go deep into that into that kind of hero's journey territory and work out what the arcs were you know, Joseph Campbell and, and notice what the what the choice points are. And, and I started to practice with a bunch of coaches. And I was like, okay, so let's sit down. Let me unfold your story with you, you know. And in doing this, I'm like, wow, I'd never even realized that these things and these choice points have led me up to here. I'm like, yeah, and that's you, brother. You know, it's like, how amazing are you? How incredible is your journey? And they were like, I had no understanding that I had a hero's journey. I didn't think I was a hero. I would never call myself that. But it was like, yeah, of course, everyone's got a hero's journey. So I was then, you know, taking that storytelling piece. And they were like, right, can you help me write this now? And I was like, yeah, absolutely, I can help you write that. Because this is going all over my LinkedIn bio and it's going over here. And I'm, and they were just sort of, it was like a, a beach ball under the surface of the water coming up to the surface and then suddenly being able to say, yeah, I can totally tell my story. I can express what it is I do. And why I do it, more importantly, the why is embedded and imbued in that hero's journey. And then I was coming in going, do you know what? I'd love to take some photos of you as you are right now, alive, connected to spirit, you know, just, you're just alive in this moment. I don't know if you can see yourself in this way. And so this is when I got the camera and I thought, right, tell me about that story, that hero's journey we've just done together. And they were telling me about it and I'm taking pictures and it's like, wow, these are amazing photos. I'm not doing anything really. I just know the camera inside out and it's like an extension of me. But I showed them back to them on the back of the screen and they're like, my God, I've never seen me look so good, so real, alive. Who is that? Who is that person? Who is that? There I am actually. They're like, wow, there I am, you know? And it's not even, I I don't want to give credit to myself saying, yeah, look what I've kind of, I've look how technically 
amazing I am with the camera now. Da, da, da. I'm just like, I'm just kind of opening them up, opening them up. Like it's a form of inquiry, you know, deep self-inquiry. Who are you? Who are you really? Who are you really? Behind that, behind that, behind that. Who are you? And then they're like, oh, they just melt into it. And that's when I take the photographs or that's when I film them. Um, yeah, so that's how my thing, this process I call story portraits, that's how I birthed it. And I've been working with a, a lot of change makers, a lot of coaches, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, startup owners who are wanting to tell their story, but wanting to do it authentically. Yeah. From a place of ownership, authenticity, and and understanding their why and the motivation behind why they're actually living this mission now, why it really matters and how it's in service. Yeah. You can probably tell I'm excited about this. I can, <laughs> I can, I can kind of see it. If, if I yeah. were, if I were you sitting in conversation with you right now, I would be snapping photographs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sign me up. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Have you, look, look, do you know this man? Look at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, isn't that a sign that we're in flow? We're doing what we should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, amazing. So yeah, well, so, there's another piece in there that I want to. Yeah. We're going to wrap in a few minutes, but there's another piece mm. that I want to underline because it again, it it it. I, I didn't expect to go there, and well, I never know where I'm going to go in these conversations. But, but, um, you know, even even that, even though you were doing amazing work before, and I know you were doing amazing work before, the the bringing, you know, you mentioned ikigai, you know, bringing that love of. Uh, photography, that love of the visual image, that love of finding the moment, you know, or capturing mm. the moment um, into the work that you were doing with clients. It feels like, the, oh, yeah. you know, there's a piece of permission that I get to give myself on the mm. road of giving these other people, you know, this is this, this thing that they're yeah. looking for, letting them expose and explore it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, it was like, you know, revealing their soul, revealing their yearning to themselves as a mirror, but in doing so, me living my purpose too. And it was right. a beautiful alchemy, a dance of like, yeah, everything is good here. <laughs> you know, this is good. This is what, if I could be doing this for the rest of my life, rest of my days, this is wonderful. This is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. And now I'm moving on from, I'm still doing my still photography and writing, helping them write their story and unfold it. But I'm now moving into film as well and creating cinematic kind of, yeah, I'm, it's still early days of this. But what I'm experimenting with so far is getting them into that place where they're just revealed and open and raw and letting them share. And there's often emotion, there's often tears. And I'm taking that content and I'm, I'm, I'm crafting something which reveals them and their soul to the world, you know? And, oh, it touches me every time I'm editing that thing and I look at it and I'm like, the world needs to see you in this way. Are you willing to share that? So that's to come. And I'm so excited about that part. Yeah. 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 The, the world needs to see you in the world. The world needs to see, the world needs to see themselves. And you're part of that in yeah. this, you know, moving closer to your soul as one of my mentors uh, say, when, you know, te tears come as we move closer toward our soul. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Mother Teresa said tears water the soul. So, Good, yeah. good territory you're exploring I there. <laughs> Beautiful. And, Beautiful. and I've still got days ahead of me, hopefully. So it's an evolution. It's going to go deeper and further and richer. And yeah. And it's uh, not to sort of open up again, but it was a uh, really, uh, that was incredibly 
um, scary for me to step into that territory also because yes. I'm not sure it's been done before in that way. You know, melding the kind of coaching that we do, you know, the very sort of somatic embodied emotion has involved everything, you know, the full range, but then mixing it with this kind of, this kind of stuff of creativity with visual as well. It's like, ah, has this been done before? And so I had no, nothing to compare it with to, to, to know that it had legs out in the world. I just had to dive in, but I just allowed that yearning voice to be bigger than my fear, you know? He said in a kind of, oh, it was that easy. <laughs> it wasn't that, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I had to jump in. It was it was jumping off the cliff, yeah. But as we know, we've got to take a leap of faith sometimes. And particularly, I think, when world events are going on where, you know, we, we know that days can be short, you know, lives can be cut short, and if not now, when kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Beautiful. Well, speaking of if not now, when, how do people get in touch with you? Um, mm, so my website is philaskew.com. That's probably the best place. And I have this podcast, which I lead with another male coach, uh, which we call Safe Harbor. And you can find that on Apple Podcasts. And, and that is for men. And it's very similar kind of conversations as to you and I having, but we, I have it with the same person every week and we go deeper and deeper and deeper, you know? So yeah, philaskew.com or I'm phil.askew on Instagram or Safe Harbor on Apple Podcasts. Great. And I will put those on the notes, the introductory notes for the show. So, Phil, thank you so much for joining yeah. me here on Mojo for the Modern Man. This is, man, I've loved this conversation and I'm delighted to, yeah, delighted to share it. Anything else before to say goodbye here? Um, just thank you. Um, thank you for doing the work you're doing as well. You know, us doing our podcast, you doing your podcast, I think men now have places to go so that we can normalize this form of conversation and this openness and to know that it's it's completely wonderful to do it yeah so thank you so much you're welcome thank you mm. thank you so much for joining me ken mossman your host here on mojo for the modern man and my guest phil askew for the second half of our conversation. I do hope you enjoyed it. If you want to reach out to Phil, check the program notes. You'll see links there to Phil and Jamie Robbins' podcast, Safe Harbor, as well as links to uh, Phil's LinkedIn profile and other goodies. And if you want to reach out to me, please do so via my website, Cirrus, as in the cloud, C-I-R-R-U-S, leadership.com. If you haven't yet, just a reminder, please do subscribe to Mojo for the Modern Man on your favorite podcasting service. And with that, be well, take care. I look forward to seeing you back here soon. Make it a great day.